Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. I am your host, Steph, here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, glad to be here. I'm glad to be here, too. And today, we're starting a brand new series. You want to know what it's called? Please, tell me. Why Worry is Wrong. Why Worry is Wrong. Yes, and this is episode 150. 150 episodes. Goodness gracious. That would be... uh, that would be almost three years then worth of content. Almost three years. Because oh, it's 52 weeks in a year. No, this would be, this would probably be, we probably have three years now. Well, somewhere around it. Yeah. There's 52 weeks in a year. We usually do 50 episodes a year so far. We, it's what we've been on track to do is because we skip a couple of weeks, um, Christmas week, stuff like that. So uh, basically, if we're doing 50 episodes a year, this is three years now. That's an insane amount. Yeah. That's crazy. It's flying by. That's crazy. It's crazy. I talked to somebody the other day who had just started the podcast a month ago, mm-hmm. and they listened to every episode all the way through that fast. And I was like, "Holy we'll banana, go, y'all! That's bananas!" Because you just—that means you just listen to like the podcast nonstop for hours and hours and hours and hours a day. If you did it all in a month, yeah. Right? I mean, good googly moogly. Probably traveling a lot. That's and a stuff lot. Like that, yeah. Right? I was like, man, I meant. That either means that something's that person's crazy or that the content's good. So I'll take that the content's good. Yeah, and I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's cool that they could dedicate that much time to, to go back and listen yeah, it's to it. Cool. That's really cool. And it's so much stuff on the pocket. So we just did this um maybe this is the wrong time for me to talk about it, but oh well. We just did this little analysis um about the podcast. Not of the numbers of stuff. The analysis was um Carrie Newhoff had put out this thing about how deep your well is, is what the deep wells is what you should talk about. And the wells are your deep wells are what are the things that you could talk about and consistently keep coming up to and keep having new content for what topics are those. And so we looked at the podcast and we realized that the vast majority of things that we talk about, which is because our, my del, my well is pretty deep on those things is um, mental health related issues, mm-hmm. um, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, hangups, issues, problems that we have, um, right? Because I got a lot of problems, I guess. And we talk about that a lot. And uh, spiritual growth practices, right? Like we just finished in the last episode. I'll bring that up in a minute. Um, And then there was one other one. And so the majority of our content has been around those type of things. Um, Spiritual disciplines, things like that, right? So it's pretty cool. That's so cool. Pretty cool, yeah, yeah. So in other words, what that means is, is we'll do... We'll end up in the next 150 episodes. We'll end up doing a lot of stuff on that. That's on those same kind of topics, right? Because mm-hmm. um, the idea of this podcast, this is the Messy Walk podcast for a reason. If you're new to listening, it's because everybody's walk with Jesus is messy. Do not believe the lie that that's not the case. If you get around a Christian who does not have a messy walk for Jesus, they are lying to you um, because it's all messy. All of us struggle. All of us have problems. It's ups and downs. It's, That's right. Everybody's walk with Jesus looks like a uh, hidden treasure map. You've ever looked at a hidden treasure map? The little dotted lines that lead you to the X. Yeah. They be going all over top of each other, crossing back over, back over across the path again. Right. It's not yeah. this linear line. Don't picture your walk with Jesus as this linear line. It's not that. Right. It's this convoluted thing where you backtrack. Sometimes you go backwards. You go forwards. You go uphill. You go down in the valley. You know. It's this convoluted thing. 
that then leads you fully when we are, um, you know, in full sanctification, right? That sanctification process is a messy walk. That's why we call that's it right. this. That's why we call it this in this podcast. So we tend to talk through a lot of stuff that's related to that, and that's um, that's which is good. That's what we're doing. So 150, we're doing why? What's the name of it again? Why, why worry is wrong. Why worry is wrong. Um, this will challenge me. We just fi- <laughs> yes, me. <laughs> we just finished a series called the Art of Being Unordinary. And the way you the way you practice being unordinary is by putting God first in all things. So we talked about the basics of that is you put him first your year, your month, your week, your day, right? So you can go back and take a look at that if you want to. That was the whole idea. And it feeds into it feeds into this series. So what you're gonna see is is that Jesus is actually gonna tell us in this chunk of scripture why worry is wrong for a Christ follower. Um, so why worry is actually sinful, why yeah. we should not worry. And he's going to give you reasons why we should not worry. Um, and if and you'll notice that it's all tied to who or what is first in your life, which is why I think it's awesome that we're putting this on the heels of the last episode. So before I jump in, because we're going to do this episode a little bit different, I'm going to ask you, Steph. Steph, do you struggle with worrying? Yes. What do you worry about? Oh, gosh. I worry about <laughs> Is it how, like a long list? Yeah, but I, I worry a lot about how well I'm doing and things. You worry about how... Measuring up, basically. Measuring up. Your per- performance is not the right word for you. Mine would be performance. It'd be like being enough. Yes, yes, being enough. Yes. You worry about how people see you. Yes, I do. Think about you. And sometimes I might do okay with that, but most of the time, no. I'm worried about that. And that's just tied to stuff that's happened in my life, you know, so... Do you worry about... Um, do you worry about like provision? Do you worry about, you know, having enough? Not so much that. You worry about being enough. Yes. It's the perception of like maybe how someone else is viewing me on like based on what I said. So sometimes I'll start, well, actually, not sometimes, a lot of the times I'll start off something I say with, um, just so you know, I don't mean it this way. Uh, I mean it that way. You're already worried about I'm how worried. they're going to take you. you yes, know? because I've had that happen a lot too. So do you worry about um, crap in the world? Current, I mean, current junk that's going on. I do, but not as much as maybe some people because I don't really fill my mind with that as much. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about like just kind of what's in my face. The people closest to you. Yeah. And what they think of you. Yeah. I, to be honest, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm trying sad, to, I know, but well, no, it's, it's true. not. It's not, but you know. But that's that's the things that you worry about for the, primarily. Yeah, right? or course, like if someone's mean or something, right, you know, right. I struggle with that. Yeah. Everybody worries about all kinds of stuff. But there's a few. The, the reason I ask you is there's a few things that tend to occupy our worry, right? Uh-huh. Um, like people who worry about the current state of the world so much, they tend to worry about that primarily, right? It ends yeah. up being, you know what I mean? Um, for me, I worry about um, performance. Like I worry about doing my best, right? And yeah. then, therefore, being the best, you know, it turns sinful. Um, I worry a lot about um, – I don't worry about the current events in the world stuff. Like, the chaos of the government, the chaos of taxes, the chaos of who's going to be the next president and is we're going to have a world riot going right. on, a civil right. war. I don't worry about that junk. Um do, you know, do I worry about the world ending because we're cutting down too many trees? No. Do, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I don't disbelieve in it or anything like that. I think we should – I think as Christ followers, we should preserve the earth that we we should we are we are stewards of everything we're given, including right. the earth, right? But am I worried about you know 
oh my god my kids aren't gonna have a place no right because my hope's found in jesus on that i'm not as worried about yeah, it. you know what i'm right. saying um but i tend to worry about my performance i worry about uh failing yeah so that too bad. yeah like, that's probably the biggest thing i worry about um i think that's that's my primary thing so i worry about um you worry about being good enough right and i worry about uh performing well enough right and they're very similar yeah. actually they're very similar but let's be real too like every time you turn around anything you say anything you do someone's going to perceive it differently or they're going yeah. to compare you to something all the time you know what i mean so yeah and we do enough comparing of ourselves to everybody else anyway that enough to suffice and the right? enemy's like oh yeah by the way you know, like, look at this one that person's better than you look, at right. this and yeah. look at what they got look what they're doing mm-hmm. look at you know why why are you not doing it that well why is it not working for you you know that's the battle i face in the church like enemy talking about it in the yeah. church world that's the thing is look at this church over here look how they're killing it you're not you know what i mean like anyway so all right so <laughs> just we're just talking through worry um what we're going to see is jesus is going to let us know why worry's wrong so what i want steph to do is steph's going to read through chunks of scripture through the quintessential worry and anxiety scripture in all of the bible right mm-hmm. if you are somebody who struggles with anxiety you know the chapter of the bible we're about to read because it is the quintessential chapter that people go to with anxiety, worry, fear. Yeah. Because right? Jesus is doing a long teaching. He includes all kinds of stuff. So, we're, And we're going to, this whole series is based on this. So what we're going to do is we're going to read it all this week. And then each week we're going to pick one piece and talk about um, these reasons why worry is actually wrong. By the time we're done, I hope to convince you, excuse me, I hope Jesus convinces you and me and Steph <laughs> yep. why we should not be worrying. Right? Yeah. And if we'll if we will take these things and tie them together, if we'll take the firsts that we just learned and this worry thing and put them together, I think worry will start to dissipate in our lives. So let's walk through it. This is Matthew chapter six, um, the big big teaching from Jesus on worry and fear and anxiety. So let's read. We're going to read one through four. Then we're going to read five through eight, nine through thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So we're basically reading like four or five verses at a time. Just quite a bit. And then we're going to go all the way through uh, the middle part of 25. So we're about to read a whole lot. So Steph, just to start off, read Matthew 6, 1 through 4. Okay. And we're reading what? NIV? Yeah, NIV. Yeah, NIV. Okay. You can read every version you want to, people. Just not any of those weird versions, okay? Yeah. There's some weird <laughs> ones out there. <laughs> all the standard ones are fine. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, but now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now. <laughs> just playing y'all. Okay, Matthew 6, 1 through 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. All right. So that's the first part. Don't get too caught up in what people tend to do with this. They tend to get caught up in the, he just gave us details of giving, so nobody should know that we give, right? And so we got to give anonymously to the church. Every time we give the church, we got to give anonymously. Don't, don't go fully there with that because it's a little too far. Um, what you want to hear in this first few verses, and we'll, we'll come back to some of these, yeah. is he's talking about giving, right? And he's saying we are giving for God only. 
right? We're not giving to get something. We're not giving to be seen. We're not giving to get special preferential treatment. We're not giving so that everybody in the church knows that we gave to that project, and so we put a plaque on it that says our name, right? Like, (laughs) right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about motive. So the point is here, he's talking about giving. He's saying we give for God only. And why would we give for God only? Well, because God is first and most important in our lives. That's what we're declaring with the giving. So that's how he starts off this whole teaching. So what I think is real interesting, we won't get to this right now, but I think it's real interesting is is the the first part of this whole teaching on anxiety and worry starts with money. Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting. Right, mm-hmm. the very first thing he starts, he starts to talk about all this worry and anxiety stuff, and the very first thing is involving what you do first of the month. Yeah, right. Which we just talked through for like five straight episodes. All right, so uh, five through eight. Okay, I'm pulling it up too, so I can read along because it's so much. Okay, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. All right, here we go again. Right, so now he's talking prayer. And that whole the last word was, hey, look, calm down. Right, calm mm-hmm. down. Father knows what you need before you even say anything, right? And there's a part in here you can focus on where it's like, don't be out loud so people can see you, you know. So sometimes people will take this and go, we should never, ever pray out loud together as a church because Jesus said, don't pray out loud for people to hear you. That's not what he's talking about. That's different. It's not what he means. What he's meaning is, here's the heart of what he's saying, is we pray. Why do we pray? Well, what did he just say a minute ago? Why do we give? For God. We give to God. Why do we pray? We pray for God to hear. That's what we're praying for because he is first and most important. Other people are going to hear, yes, but that has nothing to do with what you're doing, right? God is – It's this is audience of one language, right? I give because I care about the audience of one. I pray because I care about the audience of one. And yes. then right here you see him saying again, hey, look, this is the first little reference so far of him saying, don't worry, right? Don't worry. Dad knows what you need before you even ask for it, right? Not saying don't ask, not saying just he knows everything so I don't have to say anything. That's not the case. But why are we praying? We're praying because we want God to hear only, right? He's what we care about because he's first and most important. That's what Jesus is setting up. That's right. First and most important. And notice, by the way, the second thing that he says is referring to daily prayer in connection with God, right? So who are you putting first in the month and now who are you putting first in the day, right? Yeah. All right, so 9 through 13. I hope you all are hanging with us because we got a lot of scripture to read. Yeah. 9 through 13. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So right here, you get off the bat, He's this is where you get the Lord's Prayer. And if you notice the Lord's Prayer has a pattern to it, 
um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're holy. You're perfect. Right? You're the one we're praying to. It's your kingdom come. It's your will be done, not ours. Right? So what's most and first important? God and what he wants, what he's doing. Um, give us our daily bread, which means we get what we get from you. And you notice it's daily, Steph. It's daily. Yeah. Right? Which means uh, you're not just praying one time, right? It's just consistent relationship. God, give me what I need today. You know I needs, and and forgive us, and we're going to forgive people, and lead us not into this temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Right? There are rewards that come when we put God first. Let's read the next section, fourteen through fifteen. Okay. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now we're on to forgiveness, and this one kind of hurts. Because if you read what he's saying here, he's saying, look, this is all about the true inner depth of your heart. This is not about, you know, this is about you on a deep, deep level, right? Deep, deep level. I'm forgiving because I'm forgiven, right? So you know who you are and you know how God, you know who God is. God is so important in your life that you are molding and becoming like him. It's showing the inner depths of your heart, right? Yes. Because, because that's what, that's, that's what he really cares about. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why these first declarations are so important. And that's why he's going to get to this. We're going to get to this in a series is why worrying really is showing what's going on deep, deep inside your heart, right? Just yeah. like, just like what he's saying is, is unforgiveness is showing what's happening deep inside your heart. This one, this is hard, right? It is hard. It's a hard thing. Yeah. This is tough, right? All right, all right, all right. Uh, Sixteen through eighteen. Which you might recognize this from. Yeah, the we last just read one. this last episode, one forty nine. Yes. We just read this. Let's try it again. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you were fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. All right, now all of a sudden, don't just read this verse and see that God's saying, hey, look, don't be walking around looking all crazy when you fast, and so it draws attention to you because that means you're fasting for people to see. That means you're fasting for some other reason, right? Mm -hmm. Don't be looking all disheveled and don't be announcing to the whole world all the time, hey, I'm fasting, right? I'm super righteous. Because really, if you're doing that, you'd be doing it because what you really care about is somebody else thinking that you're holy or seeing that you're holy. So what we see here is he brings up fasting in the same exact language he uses for prayer and the same exact language he uses for giving is we are fasting for God, not for other people. And the reason we are doing that is because... He's first and most important. Mm-hmm. And so when we fast, we are declaring, we are putting him first when we fast, using the same language all the way through here. And then you'll notice he adds in another little piece at the bottom of that that says it, that the Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In other words, he's got your back, right? Yes. If you're putting him first, don't worry about other people giving you accolades and patting you on the back and saying you're awesome. And applause. Yes. Yeah. God has your back, right? And that he is going to reward you for fasting? No. Fasting in secret? No. Putting him first. Most importantly, right? Putting him first. True. All right, let's go 19 through 21. He's going to go back to giving, I think. Yep. 
Okay. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yep. Big, big verse here. Once again, we're talking giving and he's talking this bigger picture of giving is tied to eternity. And he's talking about treasures in heaven. You know, what are treasures in heaven? Treasures in heaven are people, right? That's th- they're people. The only thing that is, the only thing that you and I have any stake in getting into heaven is people, right? None of the crap you have on this earth is going with you. You came in naked, you're going out naked, right? Anything you've accumulated goes back in the box. It goes to somebody else. It goes in the trash can, right? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The only thing you and I have a, 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 that we can take into heaven with us are other people. And so this idea is store up treasures in heaven, right? And then he makes that line of where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And so if you're putting God first, here's a big idea. If you're putting God first, once again, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Because if you're putting God first and you're storing your treasures in heaven, your heart is there too, right? He's yeah. playing off of the words here of of if you... If you care a whole lot about money and you're making treasures on earth and that's the big thing, that's what your heart is. That's where your heart is and that's what you care about, right? And that's where it's going to be. Yeah. And he's saying if you're storing up treasures in heaven, then that's really what you care about. It's a declaration of first and you're giving again. But also, though, that's where your heart's going to be. In other words, I got you too. Let's go some more. All right, 22 okay. through 23. Okay. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? All right, so Jesus is saying here, this one comes out a little, this one's a little out of the pattern of what's mm-hmm. happening in the scripture. But the eye is the only way that light gets into your body, right? It's the only way that light gets in. Now, it's a little different because you can say that light gets into your body by the pores in your skin, but that's not really true. The light doesn't get in, right? The the warmth, the rays, the um, the things that are admitted, those kind of things get into your skin, right? But the vitamin D or whatever it is, but but light itself only gets in your body through your eyes, right? Yes. So if your eyes are closed, the light didn't get in. If you're blind, the light's not getting in, right? And so what he's talking about is this sort of comparison here between the fact that the heart is the eye of your soul. And so he's got to have your whole heart deepness of you or it's useless, right? There's no point is what he's saying, right? You've got to have the entire – he has to have the whole heart because that's the, that's the eye of your soul. The way the light, and he's the light, gets mm-hmm. into you is through the depths of your soul, the depths of your heart. The heart's the word we use in our culture, right? But the depths of your soul, right, and the, the, the deepness of who you are, that's the whole point. And so he's got to have the deepness of who you are, not the external actions, Right. right. He's got to have the depth of it. And out of the depth of the light being in you is what drives the external actions, not the other way around. That's where he's going, right? Yes. So he's very concerned about your soul. And you and I should be very concerned about our soul. And if we're concerned about our soul and Jesus is concerned about our soul, then we probably don't have a lot to worry about. That's that's where we're going with this. All right. So verse 24. Okay. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve both God and money. All right. You can't serve two masters, and then he is very specific about God and money being that other master. He says this before as well, that the primary competitor for your heart is money um, because that puts us in the center of everything. That's the whole point, right? Us being pro- us providing for ourselves. So if you are um, if you are really keen on I, pro- I have to provide for myself, I have to provide for myself, then you're putting yourself first and not God, and you're in serious trouble. What he's saying here is, is listen, all that stuff I just said, everything I just said, about giving, about prayer, about forgiveness, about fasting, all of those things is because you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve two, only one, because you, 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 you can only bow down to one master. If you're bowing down to one, that means you are purposefully not bowing down to the other one. That's the whole point of what he's saying, right? And so all this stuff I just said, is, is the whole point is, is that you have one master. And whoever that one master is, is going to determine how good they are, is going to determine how much crap you walk around worrying about, right? Yeah. So if you're serving the right master, the one that's sitting here saying, I'm going to reward you, I got your back. I know what you need before you ask, right? Put me first is all you got to do. I got you covered, right? That master all of a sudden is extremely trustworthy and you would not have anything to worry about. That's the whole point. But if your master is anything else, and specifically he says money, in other words, your own provision for yourself, you should be worried, right? So we'll get to this in a minute, but you know, I mean, on another episode, but who who's your master? That's the big question. Big question is who's your master? If you know yeah. who your master is, you're declaring everything in your life that this is my master, then you worry, You don't have to worry that much at all, really, because yeah. he's good and he's going to take care of you. But if your master is something else other than that, you should be worried, and you should be worrying all the time. So the reason worry is actually wrong is because of your master. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. That's the whole point, because if you're serving God as your master, worry would be wrong because you don't need to worry about him. He's got everything good and under control. Right, including you. Yeah. Um, but if something else is your master, you should be worried. And that's why worrying would be wrong because it indicates who your master is. That's the whole point, right? Um, all right, last little part is the first part of 25A. Okay. And well, I, I guess even... you can just tell me where to stop. How about that? All right, hold on. I'll look at it. I'll just read the whole thing. Who okay. cares about Who cares about? A and B. Okay. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Yeah. So I think probably the stopping point was, originally when I was thinking about this, was the don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or what you wear. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? Don't worry about your life. So he's saying, therefore, this is like your therefore moment. All this stuff I just told you is a declaration of who your master is and that he's first and he's most important. And if that's the case, then you should not be worrying about all these basic things. Because you can't serve two masters, you listen to me first. And I tell you, I tell you, quit worrying about you. Yeah. Right? I tell you, quit putting you first. I tell you, I've got you because you can't serve two. So you are choosing, I'm putting you first, God. Therefore, because I put you first, I listen to what that master says. And that master says, I don't have to worry, right, Mm -hmm. because I'm picking that master. And so what he's going to give you in his scripture is he's giving you four reasons why worry is wrong. 
And I'm going to show you that in these next episodes. Four reasons why worry is wrong, and it's all tied to who or what is first in your life. All of it. If we'll pay attention to God being our master and in charge, then we can eliminate worry in our life because we're declaring that he's first, we're trusting him that he's first, and so then we get all these promises that are added to us. That's the whole point, which would eliminate the worry, which would make worrying wrong. Because if we're worrying, then are we really trusting the master that we say we're trusting? Are we really? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. what we need to think about. Like, right. I, I try to think about that with the things that I worry about. I'm like, I'm making this much bigger than it is. Yes, yes. And I think but that's it's what, still hard. That's yeah. what Jesus is getting across to us is, yeah. that, is that if we are worrying, are we really trusting? Right. If we are trusting, our worrying should go away. Now, are we, we going to mess up and worry anyway? Yes. Heck but yeah. the, the catch, the way you get, the way you fight worry in your life is hold up, can't serve two masters. Who do I serve? I serve That's God, good. right? Yeah. I serve God. Therefore, if God is my master, then I do not have to worry about this crap that I'm worrying about. Yeah. Right? I mean, you and I, the re- you know, the, the, I didn't do this on purpose, but at the beginning, I asked you and I what we worry about. You'll notice there were some things that we were like, nah, I don't worry about that at all. Right? Right. Why? Because I think that on those, we go, nah, I know God's got this. He's yeah, exactly. You know, right? Right? You know yeah. I mean? Like, I even said that and didn't even realize it. Like, I was like, I don't worry about this stuff in the world going around, even though it's crazy. And, and I'll tell you, it affects my life. Like, I am, I'm not worried about November, right. election time. I'm not but either. I know when it comes up, yeah. it's going to make my life hell. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Church people go crazy. Christians yeah. go crazy. Right? Yeah. They act insane, left and right. Right, I'm an equal opportunity offender, both sides, left and right, go crazy. But I'm not worried about the outcome because here's what I know: whoever's sitting in the White House, that's fine because Jesus is on the throne, Amen. always. No matter yeah. who's, no matter who's sitting in the White House, that's right. I don't, you know, anybody can be in the Oval Office. Jesus is on the throne, and He ain't coming off that thing. So I feel very secure, and whatever happens is going to happen. But God has got this, right? Yeah, I feel that way too. See, in that one, that's because I know my Master. Yes. That's why I'm not worried about it. But when it comes to that personal thing. Mm-hmm, when yeah. it comes to when it comes to am I doing right? Am I good enough? I've forgotten who my master is. That's right. So cuz though in those what I'm doing is I'm serving the master of what people think about me or I'm serving the master of I got to be perfect. Yeah. Right? I'm serving the master of my I care about what I care about my reputation. I yeah. care about my ego, right? Yeah, definitely ego. Right. But, yeah. Well then I should be worried. <laughs> because I've got that as my master instead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what it shows you is, is that's an area of your life where you're not trusting God as master. But when you do, when that's there, you can look at crazy crap in the world like we were doing all other stuff and go, I'm fine. God's yeah. good, right? That's right. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we're at. We're going to do through this rest of this series. So just to let you know, next week we're going to talk about uh, the number one um, thing that we see of why worry is wrong, and it's because worry is unfaithfulness. That's, That's right. why worry would be wrong is because it's actually being unfaithful. That's kind of what we just said, by the way, the whole yeah. section of what we just said. So we may have just said episode 151 in this one, but that's okay. I don't know. Yeah. We Well, it's 150, but it's number one in yeah. the series. <laughs> <laughs> we did that on purpose. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, that's all we got. Join us for next week as we go into the actual reasons Jesus gives us in that scripture from why worry is wrong. And um, 
take a second later on and just read through Matthew 6. That first half is all of Matthew 6 is some of the greatest scripture you will ever read. True. Um, and I think it is extremely helpful to anybody. But if you are somebody who struggles with anxiety and intense worry in this world, um, that's your scripture. Start reading on it. Start meditating on it. Right. Feed yourself on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he said in the last episode. <laughs> this is the last episode too. All right. Cool. Thank you guys. Thank you. See you next time. See you later. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.